0: welcome back to Our We Can Film. I'm Zach, and I'm Kevin. And in today's episode of Our We Can Film, we continue on our journey through film. Well, I watch a lot of movies, and Kevin watches less movies. But that seems to be the gist of it. That's okay, Kevin. We're all special in our own ways. What about that? Isn't I know you. Like a big I know. I know you're. You're spending lots of your t- free time doing schoolwork, mm-hmm. going to work, lots yep. of stuff like that, right, Kevin? Yep, 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 yep. That's why I'm not watching as many movies. That's good. Okay, so are you excited for our? Are you excited for our opening segment? I'm very excited. The quote of the day, the quote of the week, the quote of the month. If you only listen for whatever reason, every four episodes, that's your own thing. But good for you. Is, that was a good. That was a good bit, Kevin. <laughs> okay, would you like to pick a number between one and a hundred, please? Uh, fifty-seven. Man, you always, you surely love I fifty-seven. I huh? Did that on a purpose this time. Yeah, I bet. You. But the first two. One intentional. No, I'm just kidding. Seventy-three, is my real answer. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna give you a quote. You have to tell me what movie it's from. Okay. Mother of mercy, is this the end of Rico? I don't know. You sure? Mother of Mercy, this is the end of Rico. That is for, oh, that's from Rico's End. Nope. That's wrong. Where'd you know get that, that idea from? Just a joke. Oh, that's funny. Well, as a matter of fact, it was from the movie Little Caesar from 1930. Oh, I've never seen it. Me neither. Maybe that's what the pizza's based on. Perhaps. That, I, I don't know. I have to regurgitate all the Little Caesar's pizza I've had in the past 18 years be I have to watch the movie first, am I right, Zach? Uh huh. I haven't seen the movie first. Yep. <laughs> okay, so where? So let's see. So we left off on the twentieth. Yeah, this or, is a we. There's a, there's an extra day, of, of or no, a day less, right? Yeah, yeah a day less of films. So this is probably gonna be a shorter episode, but that's okay because I well made up with it for it in shorts. Zach can just ramble on about Sidney Potier for about twenty minutes and then fill up the runtime. <clears throat> Okay, so let's see. So I don't really know where we left off for uh, you. The, la- the last, I know we left off on the twenty second. So that was okay. the last. So we'll start on the twenty third. On the twenty third, I watched so many shorts you would just wouldn't believe it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten short films. Yeah, and these are all still the Disney shorts. Yep, still the Disney shorts. I, I. Uh, Fun fact: This week, I finally made it to the first feature-length film oh, of the Snow thing. White? No, I'm not watching. I'm isn't not watching that? ones I've already seen. Oh, so For what? You watch. I watched. Well, that's a spoiler. We'll see later on. But those oh. of you hardcore Disney fans will know what feature-length film comes after Snow White. Wait, I thought you were watching all of them with mom, anyways. I am. How come you didn't watch that one? What? Did you not watch that one with mom? No, this one isn't uh, animated. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. That clears up every ounce of confusion that I had, and perhaps if viewers at home had any confusion, I'm sure it just cleared away like a little cloud of fog. I bet, Kevin. I bet. Okay, so I watch a lot of shorts, but I'm gonna just highlight two for you today, Kevin. How does that sound? That sounds Sounds good. good. Or would you like me to Mm -hmm. cover all ten of them? Nine. In excruciating detail. I'm fine. You could actually just cover one of them. Okay, well I'm gonna cover two of them. <coughs> okay, that's what I meant. Okay, so the first one that I would like to talk about is called Society Dog Show. This featured um, Mickey Mouse and and um, uh, uh, Pluto the Did dog. You? Nope, Mickey Mouse and Pluto, uh, and it's about Mickey takes his dog uh, Pluto to a to a dog show, and it's just good old hijinks, classic fun, wacky hijinks as Mickey and. Um, What's his name? Goofy. Mickey and Pluto. They have a fun time at the dog show. It's very entertaining. I gave it three and a half stars. Did they win at the end? Do they win? Um, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's not important. You don't remember? No. Actually, no, they they definitely don't win. That's true. I remember that. Um, I I feel like they, just without watching it, I feel like they tried to win, but then they end up, both of them uh, wound up like sitting on a wall, and while wow, a bunch of pans and chickens fell on their head. No. You know, like, that's the final scene, and they go, oh, and a big lump goes on their head. That's like the classic cartoon. An excess of things bonks on their heads. No, that doesn't really happen. a big happen. lump on their head, and they go, oh. That fell. doesn't really and happen. And it closes. And no, that, that doesn't really happen. Not the, no, not in this one? Nope, not in this but one. But you know what I'm talking about, right? No, not really. Like a shelf falls, and uh-huh. then a bunch of, like... Toys and jump, fall on the head. Boom, 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 boom. I, are you talking about the 1990 uh, Christmas family film Home Alone? I'm not talking about Home Alone. Anyways, you're being silly. I made a Mickey Mouse out of the water circles. What was the next one you watched, Zach? Um, the next one I watched is called The Ugly Duckling, which yeah. is a classic story. I've of, heard that story. We all know it. The Ugly Duckling. Before yes. Told very well through the this Disney short, and I, and I highly recommend watching it was because it funny. I mean it wasn't funny I actually no, you know what it actually I take that back it was extreme there was one part of it that was extremely extremely funny uh, but not the whole rest of it uh, that was like just the funniest thing ever because obviously we all know that the ugly duckling is about how one there's a goose among a bunch of ducks and all the d- ducks think that he's ugly but really he's just a goose and so he finds his goose family at the end but the funny part is that when the goose finally comes out the, they uh the father gets really mad at the mother because uh, because he thinks that the mother had an affair with a different, um, with, a, with a goose, and so they get angry at each other. It's funny because it's in a cartoon. Mm. I can tell you think that's amusing. Do they quack at each other? Mm, I Probably, yeah. Anyways, so that's that. Um, also, I watched, uh, a, a lot of these shorts I've noticed have feature... Uh, Donald Duck with uh, Pluto, which is an odd pairing I've never seen before. Usually, Mickey Mouse is with Pluto, but in these shorts, a lot of them contain uh, Pluto and Donald Duck. Isn't that crazy, Kevin? Hmm. Weirds. Maybe Mickey lent Donald Pluto for the day. Maybe to go on a walk with him <clears throat> or something. Maybe I guess. We'll Who just, am I to say? I guess we'll just never know. I watched the film *A Patch of Blue* starring Sydney Poitier uh, and also a really blind girl. <clears throat> I don't think she's actually really blind, but um, she plays a blind person. Oh. Really, who knows? Did she have any eyes? Uh, yes, she did, but they were oddly colored like a blind person. Oh. And perhaps ch- her eyes really were blind. Perhaps. I, I, I could check. But anyways, A Patch of Blue is, is about a blind girl who um, who is sort of abused by her mother, and um, she really doesn't... S- like go out and see the world a whole lot she mostly just is sort of like really sheltered and her sounds like tangled mom kind of abuses her and forces her to just do work all day and doesn't sounds, really treat her nice sounds maybe like Carrie or tangled yeah and she also never took her to school she just kind wow. of says and also she caused her to be blind because she poured like chemicals on her eyes or something so wow. it's a real it sounds a, like the worst mom ever. it's a real terrible situation yeah you really just hate the mom throughout the movie but uh anyways the the whole. The whole the whole movie is about Sidney Poitier and um, the uh, the blind girl uh, who are developing a relationship together throughout the movie, and it's it starts off completely platonic. Sidney Poitier is helping her because he's just like a kind guy. He sees her in the park, and slowly Sidney Poitier learns more about how he's abusive, uh, how she's being abused. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this film a whole lot. It's very, uh, it's very well um, acted. It's just sort of a, a sweet, um, lovable film. Uh, it feels extremely well um, written, and the dialogue is really good. The relationship between the two characters are uh, top notch. They feel believable, and you just kind of really feel for the the blind person. And I believe I did, I believe I did tear up at a certain point throughout the movie. So I definitely checks all the boxes for me and of course it has the classic uh black and white cinematography that i love so much mm. and always um and yeah so uh, yeah so that's a patch of blue all the right starting sydney potier and we're still on april 23rd yes well now well, i'm done i haven't i've finished with 23rd you okay twenty first. april 20 20- <clears throat> excuse me wow that was so loud <laughs> Uh, April 24th. You didn't watch anything on the 23rd? I did not, no. Not that's a so thing. sad. Okay, so now, then I watched your favorite movie, Zip and Zap and the Captain's Island. Zippy y zapi y la isla del Capitan. Oh, that's true, Kevin. You're right. It's actually a Spanish language film. I know what you're thinking. Why did you watch this, Zach? I'm not thinking that. I know why you watched it. Because I'm your brother. Oh, I was... And we For... talked about this outside. I was the using the royal Wii. Ah, the Wii as in... The populace we. Yeah. Yes. Excluding. It's sometimes referred, referred to as uh, the fourth person. Mm. Uh, lesser known um, personage uh. in, in literature. Uh, Zippy and Zappy y la isla del Capitan is about two kids named Zip and Zap who go to an island and have lots of fun. Um, but I, I watched this movie for Spanish class because I was supposed to watch a Spanish language film. Or Actually, I was supposed to watch a film in Spanish, but instead of just watching a dubbed, like watching Harry Potter, but just like dubbed, I decided to watch an actual original Spanish language film. I just put in the subtitles because I don't speak Spanish. Um, but are you almost done with Spanish 3? Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, the system has failed me, or I've failed the system. Um, regardless, um, someone messed up. Anyways, Zippy and Zappy uh, is a, is a, um, kind of a silly movie. It's really, it's really weird. It's kind of sort of like a Spy Kids level weirdness, um, where there's just like really like, not like bad choices, but just like really odd and like, I guess just crazy choices that are made that make the movie be an interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's not like it's not like really. It's not super bad. What's but um, it's just a really weird film. Yeah, I guess Spy Kids would be a really good comparison. Um, what's the threat of the movie everyone is it pirates or is it like a big octopus or something no no the throat the threat of the movie is the well i guess it's sort of a spoiler but it's so obvious from I the beginning it's so obvious from the beginning that it doesn't really matter is that uh there's so zip and zap are are get lost on the island okay sorry no that's wrong zip and zap go to the island because his, his, their parents are trying to publish a book and they get taken along because they just burned down a toy store because they were trying to steal toys. But that's irrelevant. They get taken to an island because their dad is trying to publish a book. And okay. and it turns out that the publisher is fake and it was all a, it was all a ploy by mm. by this lady who owns the island, who's super rich and mm. and this lady she takes in these. She she lures in all these these kid and parent pairings, and she takes the kids and she says, "Okay, go sleep in your go sleep in your bedroom for the night." And then she takes the parents. And she says, so "You're gonna sleep in a different area." And while they're sleeping, she kidnaps the parents. She ties them up. She puts them in a machine. She uses that machine to turn them into little boys and girls, and she creates more children. And basically, the whole thing is that the the, the that lady is has. Uh, Always wants to has always wanted to be like Peter Pan and never grow up, and so she devoted her entire life to having her father create a machine that would make her be small. But it didn't work all the time, oh. and so now she just has this machine laying around, and she devotes her whole life to making sure that children don't have parents because she thinks all parents are bad. <laughs> it's a, it's a really complicated wow. plot. It's a really immature uh, point of view. Yeah, but it's like the most immature villain Mm -hmm. lot of course of course the moral of course that's not the message of the film the more the message of the film is that parents are important because of course course. you know right away they say oh we want our parents back they may be mean but they're they they do their good job good yes Uh, yes in a way but yeah so i i gave this film three three stars and i i gave it that because although it's really silly and wacky it was also just a really fun time and it was um it was interesting. It helped, it held my attention and yeah, I think spike is a really good comparison for, for what it feels like. So that's zip and zap and the captain's Island. Also, apparently this is like a famous comic series in, in, in Spain or yeah, in Spain. And, um, so that's what it's based off of. Wow. It's just a random thing. Wow. And then that night, Kevin, we, uh, we got a tent <laughs> and we, uh, pitched it so to speak it's a it's a self-building tent it builds itself automatically and we started and we watched two movies except you didn't watch didn't watch or log either of them but you watched it's parts true. of them it's true the first one is called extraction which i watched because i saw the review for chris stuck Yep. chris stuckman's new movie on something. netflix so something like, to watch during sounds interesting quarantine yep uh, you just call it quarantine. Although techn- everyone calls it quarantine, uh, it's, everyone calls it quarantine. It's not technically qu- quarantine in any sense of the word because you can still leave your house. Um, but anyways, extraction. It's a it's a okay film. Uh, I, uh, and that's what I gave it. I gave it two and a half, which is okay in my book. And um, it's a it features Chris Hemsworth, and um, he goes around um, helping, fighting people, killing people. The action feels sort of Avengers-esque, um feels really competent and it's cuz it's done by the same guy who choreographed all the Avengers films, but everything else about it just feels like most generic thing ever, it doesn't doesn't stick with you. It's just sort of the most basic generic film ever and I probably won't remember a lot of it. There is though an 11-minute long take which was impressive but it still didn't really do anything mm-hmm. in terms of actually making the film better um but yeah it was like an action long take which is more it's harder to do when you're have like moving cars and stuff which is what they did which is pretty impressive it's just something to marvel at but in terms of real content didn't do a lot what did you think of this part of the small parts of it you saw Kevin? Oh, i couldn't even tell you what the movie's about i didn't mm. i watched like none of it Not that's so sad well, yeah, I would. Rec- I, I it looked bad, so I tuned out. Yep, that's a bad outlook, Kevin. Well, I didn't really want to watch it. I just wanted to listen to half, half in the bag. bag. Yep. Uh. Anyways, um. So yeah, I would recommend watching it if you've seen. If you have seen at least fifty thousand films, I would recommend watching it. If you've seen any less, there are probably a. There's probably a better film out there. Um, yeah. That's fair. Uh, then I watched, I watched The Hangover. The Hangover. Yes. You watched a little more of that. Yeah. But yeah. I've seen that already. so I can, I can actually talk about that movie. So I gave The Hangover 3 stars. The Hangover is pretty pretty funny. Uh, it's it's not too stupid like like you know, it's not like a stupid comedy. It's not it's not like Monty Python level of wit or anything, but it's really just a solid, well-done movie. And uh, I I'm the director it. of Joker. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, so it must be good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you give it three stars. And uh, yeah, Zach Galifianakis is, is is I think the funniest part of the movie. Yep. I like that he's a funny person. I like how um, the Asian the Asian villain guy who uh, says ah, it's funny because he's fat. Which is kind of a bit of a bit of a semi fourth wall break because he's acknowledging the fact yeah. that the whole, that a lot of the jokes about fat people are that they're fat. Yep. I thought that was pretty funny. Yep. And then so yeah, that's the Hangover. I think it's well done. Yeah. I have seen it and I love it, but I couldn't think of a single thing to add to that. It's great and it's funny and it makes me laugh. It does. I laugh several times. My funniest part of the movie was is when Ed Helms is talking to his wife in the beginning she uh-huh. goes I am mature and then Bradley Cooper goes from outside the house Paging doctor and then he says a gay homophobic slur uh-huh. that, that I won't repeat right now it, because it's homophobic is and it a slur but a it's bundle of sticks used for f, f- a bundle of water and, sticks useful f- used for fuel yes and if I was British I could say it if I was referring to a cigarette but I'm not uh, British and I'm not referring to a cigarette but I'm sure you know what the word I'm talking about is. Well, one of the two. Either a bundle of water stooks used for feel or a tiring or unwelcome task. Yes. Is it the second one? No, it's the homophobic slur. Anyways, <laughs> that was the funny part of the movie that I liked. I laughed really hard when that happened when I watched it months and months ago. Yep.
1: That's okay. awesome.
0: Uh, did you watch did you, the 25th? You didn't watch anything else on the 25th, did you? Anything else on the 25th? Yeah. I haven't even started talking about the 25th well, yet. Well, those two were from the 25th. Fool. Oh. I did. Yeah, I watched Bunny Lake is Missing with you. So you did. So you did. It great. Well, I'll talk about the first two oh, before okay. that, just so oh, you okay. can both be talking about it at the same time. Oh, okay. So I watched two. I watched a noir, a noir film and a Sidney Poitier film. I te- I, keen viewers of the show may have noticed I took a break from yeah, watching Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, I was really about to say that. Uh, the reason I did that dwindling. is because um, um, the Sydney Potier collection is about to leave from the Criterion collection, so I want to make sure I finish those. All of them? Yeah, um, yeah, most of them. I didn't go through one by mm. one and make sure each and every one is missing, but you know, most of them are. There leaving. There goes my chance. Is Mr. Yep. Tibbs going to be on it? Leave? You mean? Yeah. I I didn't check, but you know, a good a lot of them are leaving. Mm. Um, So I'm just making sure I finish all those first because at the rate I I was going, I definitely wouldn't have finished if I was also still watching the Kira Kurosawa films. At least I've got my German expressionism. Of course, of course. Um, But yeah, so I watched... The first film was called The Dark Past, and I don't know if I talked about this or or this was the so-called Lost Week, um, but The Dark Past is a remake of the film um, Blind Alley, I believe. All these noir... Remember you All about these that? noir films, yeah, the one where it's the psychiatrist who talks to. Uh, you talked about Crimmel. that last week. Oh, did I? Yes, I remember. Because I was listening to it before we did. This. That's cool. So yeah, it's 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 a remake of Blind Alley, and um, it's it's just like the first one but worse basically. I don't know why they remade it. It stars Lee J Cobb as the uh, protagonist. Lee J Cobb. Um, and yeah, I just prefer the I just preferred the first one. I, that probably has... Definitely has something to do with the fact that I, I've already seen it. It's really just the exact mm-hmm. same story. So I mean, I'm sure if it was the other way around, I would prefer the first one. It's just, you know, it's the same movie. It didn't didn't offer anything new. I mean, it changed around a couple of characters, but other than that, it was the same movie. So they're so saying it's it's actually it's pretty good. It's like it's rated well, but just due to the fact that you maybe saw them so closely together. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. So I mean, if you're gonna watch, if you're gonna don't, I'd say don't watch both. Just watch one or the other. Maybe if you. Watched it again next year. So I probably won't. Then you wouldn't be as bored. Probably won't. I'd rather I'd rather we rewatch a better movie. Uh, I'd rather we watch a movie that I gave four and a half stars and watch a, re-watch a movie I gave mm. three and a half stars. I gave, but I gave this one two and a half stars. I gave *Blind Alley* three and a half stars. Anyways, uh, and then I watched the Sidney Poitier film, the Sidney Poitier western *Duel at Diablo*, and this. This film seems like sort of a fever dream. Like I just completely um, spaced out while I was watching it. It's it was I gave it two stars. Um, it's, and I guess uh, it just didn't feel it just didn't have anything interesting or fun. It's a western, so it should be fun, but it didn't have anything that was interesting to me. It just seemed kind of um, drawn out and generic, and I did did just didn't find a single thing that was interesting about it. So I gave it two stars. Mm. Uh, okay, so then, I, then we both watched Bunny Lake is Missing, but yes. directed by Otto Preminger. Uh, yes, but and pronounced Otto. But... Oh, okay, Otto. I actually don't believe that. that's literally how I pronounced it in my head. Okay, since I've heard of his name, Otto. I'm pretty sure it's Otto. Okay, uh, but... Otto sounds stupid, but if it is, then, then I'm <laughs> gonna sound stupid. Apologies to Odo Preminger if you're listening. Anyways, he's dead. Uh, yes, this is part of the Otto Otto Preminger Three by Otto Otto Preminger on Criterion Channel. Uh, um, we watched this we watched this because Kevin came down and said we should watch Bunny Lake is Missing it. and I said okay and we just sat down and watched it right yeah, away it looked good so no delay I wanted to check it out yeah it was it was, pr- it was pretty interesting I thought it was a really interesting film I gave it three and a half stars what did you give it I gave it uh, an eight out of ten hmm. or a four four stars out of five similar the other two in this collection being Anatomy of a Murder which I've seen and let's mm. see what's it called uh Bonjour Tritse Tree tristes bonjour tristes however you Tristesse. say that i don't know uh French? yeah so uh, the i think the i think the highlight of this film is definitely the ending it's very suspenseful mm-hmm. with with um it, it's a very sort of eerie and creepy scene uh where there's obviously some sort of like sexual repression or something yeah, going yeah, on they here but they have a, quite a weird weird relationship. the weird, weird relationship. That's probably honestly one of the most weird sibling relationships, like most messed up that I've ever seen on screen. Yes, um, but I think I think the 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 girl was completely. A- do you think the girl was actually like interacting with what he was saying, or do you think? You she mean was... the little girl? No, the 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 woman. Do you think he was? A- do you think she was actually interacting with the the man, or just? completely acting just to get away from him because there were definitely opportunities for her to get away but it so it sort of seemed yeah, like she sure. was actually like when they put the blind man full on i would i would say yeah that would have been a prime time So yeah yeah that's one of the reasons why i have it a little lower rated just because some of the things didn't make sense Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they had a great opportunity to escape and yeah she just stood there and... and then she put a blindfold on herself didn't make any sense yeah a fun fact the the uh the the man the lead man yes. or the antagonist is played by the guy who plays David Bowman yeah. in um, or Dave in 2001 a space Kier, odyssey. Here De, here Fun fact. Yeah, yes, so we were Dave we were both we were both odyssey. thinking who that was throughout the whole movie and it turns and out said, that's hey. who it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was it yeah. It was a great movie. Uh never heard of it before I've seen it. So I didn't know what mm-hmm. to expect going into it, but I was enjoying it. I don't agree with it. The last part was my favorite. I liked probably the first act the best when she just started to slowly realize that she doesn't know what where her daughter is. And then she, like, her trying to actually find it. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite part, trying to the daughter. Mm-hmm. Once they got to the reveal, I, I liked it, but maybe it deflated a little bit of the, my interest. Mm. <clears throat> my, well, I, I'm the complete opposite. Mm. Okay. Okay, so that's Bunny Lake is missing, and then two more films that I watched that day. Oh my gosh, I only watched one. The Disney film, Make Mine Music. Oh yeah. This is one of the three films it, on. It's called Make Mine Music. Yes. That's stupid. It should be called Make Mine Music. Why they called that? I don't know. No idea. That is one of the three. This is one of the three Disney animated films that is not available on Disney Plus. Mm. Um, only yeah. one of the three yes how come it's not available is there a reason and I have no idea and that's the thing there's no there's no the like song of the south there's no offensive cultural inherently de- racist. there's no infe- offensive cultural depictions in the movie uh, and there's nothing wrong with it I think it's uh, be- certainly better than the three caballeros and um, saludos amigos uh, and, yeah. Um, but I, yeah so I literally have no idea why it's missing so I spent twelve dollars to get it shipped to me and I now own it on DVD yep um so that's fun but anyways yeah make my music is it's it's sort of a, a semi Fantasia type film and actually one of the one of the bits blue Bayou I, 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 I rated and reviewed each one of the bits separately um, because they're all available to rate so I just did that um, but Is make my music not available as a whole film no it is oh. a, it's it's an anthology movie so there's ten different shorts throughout it mm-hmm. um, but uh, the first one Blue Bayou is is apparently scrapped from Fantasia, so that's definitely hmm. makes sense. But there are also a, a couple of other ones that are very similar to Fantasia, just very visual centric and based on just the animation. And then there are a couple that are more just shorts like uh, basic shorts. My favorite one was um my, my two favorite ones were Willie and the Operatic Whale, which is just a very fun film and also a very like sad film at the same time. And then Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet, which uh, gave, which sort of gave me um, flashbacks to the the short film Lava from Pixar. It's felt very similar in terms of the the nature of the relationship, and it was the same. It was the same like sort of song style, where it, like sang about the relationship as you saw that relationship go on on, on screen. But anyways, yeah. So I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, and I get, I gave it three and a half stars and that's just sort of like a conglomerate of all my ratings for the different shorts. Mm. Um, and then the final film for the 25th is called in a lonely place, which stars Humphrey Bogart. And this is apparently the, um, the highest rated film in the Columbia Noir collection. And it's actually in the letterbox top two hundred and fifty. I gave it three and a half stars. I can definitely see why it is really well done. Um, But the thing that sort of, the thing that I guess I could have, I would have rather seen is the movie starts out really, really promising. I liked it a lot. Um, Just the way, um, just Humphrey Bogart's character and sort of smoothness and coolness. Um, And then it took a turn to a romance um, uh, and sort of a a romance about abuse and sort of more like a really nuanced take on, on, like, like a domestic abuse. So I mean it, it was still good, but it just felt like it could have gone a different direction. I don't know exactly what that would have been, but it felt like it was sort of steering in a in a different direction that sort of took a hard left turn and that was sort of disappointing, um, because um I would have rather seen a different film, but the film I got was still really great, so I gave it three and a half stars. So that's the twenty fifth. Or no, sorry, the twenty sixth, right? No, that was the twenty fifth. Oh, right. April twenty fifth. Now we move on to April (gasps) 20... Could anyone guess? Anyone guess at all? Anyone? I have a guess. April 26th. I was going to guess that. You didn't let me guess. I watched one movie. Which one? Shaun of the Dead. Oh, I've seen that movie. Yes, so have I. I've seen it twice now. That's cool. So uh, I watched one, two, three, three movies. Um, The first of which was Tootsie, which we both which you started watching and he fell asleep. Yeah. I watched like the first 20 minutes. Of it. Tootsie is highly, highly enjoyable. I, I like it a lot. It is, it's a comedy, but it's a, it's a, it's a well done, smart, mature comedy that, that has intelligent humor and, uh, features Bill Murray, mm-hmm. the star of the film. I wish he would have been featured more because he was sort of a, a very side character. He only showed up every once in a while, but of course, Dustin Hoffman, um, is obviously an amazing actor himself. Um, and he just pulls off a um a really good performance and he actually does uh the thing I the thing I noted was that he had three layers of acting because he was Dustin Hoffman playing this guy who was playing this woman who was playing another character mm. on a show so three layers wow. pretty impressive huh wow uh yeah so it, it extremely funny i laughed a, i laughed a lot and uh yeah um, That's cool. I I didn't like the ending very much. I thought it was sort of like, just didn't make sense with how the characters were interacting. But otherwise... I don't know what the ending is. I I know. You don't. Um, Maybe one day you'll watch it. I liked it it though. Let me talk about it again. Um, So that's Tootsie. Uh, It's on the AFI 100 Years 100 Movies list. Uh, Wow. It's also on Criterion.com. Available for purchase. The Change Collection? Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. And then the Sidney Poitier film, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And w- do, would, you, would you like to guess what rating I gave this film, Kevin? Did you give it a 9 out of 10? I did give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I gave Guess Who's Coming to Dinner uh, 4.5 stars. And that, yeah, for the viewers at home, that is the highest rated Sidney Poitier film um, I have I have had so far. Uh, I absolutely adore this film. Uh... It's, um, I said to myself I would say less ums throughout this podcast, but I haven't been doing You've that. You've been saying a lot yeah, of Yeah, I ums. really got to cut back on my ums. Uh. Uh, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? It stars Sydney Poitier and Catherine Hepburn as the mom, who is um, the famous actor. You know her, right, Kevin? Heard of her, yeah. She was in, I think, the Philadelphia Story. Yeah, that's the only one. Uh, also, the African Queen. Um, God, I keep on saying. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a film about uh, a, a couple who is who is black and white. You know, interracial. That's the word. Yep. And they, of course, they love each other. They're in a happy relationship. But the parents, the mm-hmm. woman, the Those woman's, parents. the woman's parents. What we've learned from Zippy E. Zippy E. Like La Isla del Capitan. We have to eliminate the parents. That- are we have to turn them into children, but yeah, the parents who who their whole life say they're liberal and they're willing, they 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 don't care about race, oh, just, and they've they trained their daughter. saying that, but when they see their daughters is in a, in a, in an interracial relationship with Sydney Poitier, they sort of uh, they sort of go off the off the deep end, and the mom eventually comes around to it, but the dad is still a sort of doesn't wasn't one at all, and yeah. and he says what he says is oh, but it's it's not something against prejudice. It's just that I don't want you to live that life of having people judge you. Um, but in the end, well, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it's a it's a very it's very well crafted. It's mostly dialogue. Um, the dialogue is immaculate. I love it a lot. I, I think there's I just don't see a single thing wrong with the movie. It was it's it's perfectly made out it's it's enjoyable it's it's listed as a comedy i didn't find it to be i guess laugh out loud funny but it is certainly light-hearted despite the fact that it's taking on this sort of i guess dicey issue but anyways yeah i, I love all the characters i love um sydney potier is always and there's a lot of great lines of dialogue and mm. um one of the ones i liked i like a lot is um when he's sitting potier is talking to his dad And he says, you and your whole lousy generation thinks that the way it was for you is the way it's got to be. And I like that line Mm -hmm. a lot. It's a good line. Especially because he's talking to his dad, who is obviously African-American. And um, so, you know, you would think that all African-Americans are like for progress. But the thing you see in this movie is that a lot of the times they're not. And they've sort of, I guess, been brainwashed. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why necessarily because I'm not, I, I, I can't relate. But for whatever reason, um, a lot of African-Americans uh, back then didn't really want progress. They thought it should stay the way it was. So it's interesting to see even his dad not wanting this relationship to happen because he's been conditioned to think like, that's bad, you're going to get you know lynched or whatever. Um, but yeah. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. a Who? masterpiece of a film directed by Stanley Kramer. Stanley Kramer's Coming to Dinner? No. Stanley Kramer directed It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Well, you just asked me who's coming to dinner. What? Oh, <laughs> anyways. no. Oh, he directed He directed the, the Defiant Ones and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, two great Sidney Poitier films. Wow. So anyways, I highly recommend it. Um, and then I watched the film The Mob. Or what did you watch? Uh, Twenty six. Do you want? Do you want to talk about Sh- Shaun of the Oh, Dead? sure. I watched Shaun of the Dead once again for uh, my movie poster, film poster, mm-hmm. YouTube series. Is Shaun of the Dead, the first in the Cornetto trilogy. It is yes. Mm, okay. The first in the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, I I watched not only this but the entire Cornetto trilogy. I've been doing that recently. Uh, if there's a movie. To be watched in the trilogy to be included in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> if there's a movie that's part of a trilogy, that's a better way to say it. Uh, strictly a trilogy. Then I'll watch it in, I'll, or at least try to, I didn't for on of the Dead, but I'll try to watch it in one day or, or uninterrupted at least. Mm-hmm. For, not something like trying to do a Pixar or maybe Star Wars binge or Marvel, something like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't definitely do it as a binge. It would be more maybe like, Toy Story, Bugs Life. And then maybe a Sidney Poitier film, and maybe a Curacao to throw things up. And then I'd watch Toy Story too. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. But anyways, yeah. So strictly for trilogies, I'm doing. Uh, I try to strictly watch an uh, uh, Uninterrupted thing. That that's my little story. So yeah, I watched Shaun of the Dead, the first in the Cornetto trilogy. Uh, Edgar Wright's film <laughs> it was great i loved it again it it i wouldn't i don't think it was that i didn't really like it better the second time which i expected i would i liked it pretty much the exact same the exact same uh but it was great i loved it that's definitely yeah I, lo- I love it too it's definitely a very funny film and it i just funny. i don't think i don't think you can go wrong with the uh with the yeah. edgar wright's comedic style and there's, with simon pegg yeah. and uh the other simon frost Peg. Simon Pegg's great. Yeah, Nick Frost. He was in Fighting with My Family. Eh? He was. He looks at a lot different now than an he under, was An Sunday underrated Red. gem from last year. Yeah. Um, it also had great dramatic moments, of course, when his mom, his mom turns into a zombie. hmm Simon, uh, Simon Pegg's a a great actor. Yeah, legitimately a great actor. It's a. He hasn't actually been in a lot. If you look at his filmography, he's only been in like the Mission Impossible movies, this and a couple of other ones. Yeah. But, yeah. He seems so universal, but... Anyways, yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So that's... uh oh, okay. And that's all you watched in the 26th? That's all I watched in the 26th. I watched two more films in the 26th, the first of which is called The Mob. Uh, this is a good noir film. Actually, no, a great noir film. I gave it three and a half stars. This film is about a man who goes undercover uh, and... Basically, just you know, infiltrates a, a crime organization and arrests the man. Uh, at the end, spoilers. I guess I mean that's so obvious, but um, yeah, I I, I I have nothing wrong with this film. It's it's well done. There's nothing to complain about. It's not you know it's not an emotional masterpiece, but every every component works as it's as intended, and I, there's nothing wrong with it. So. Um, yeah, I love the di- I, A lot of the usually the key draw for noir films is the dialogue, and that's that's on point here in this movie. So I recommend it. Um, and then finally, Fun and Fancy Free, the ninth Disney animated film, mm. uh, which is not which is available on Disney Plus. So we watched it on Disney Plus. Uh, unprompted, Mom asked me to watch it, instead of me asking her, and this is. You you probably are familiar with Mickey and the Beanstalk, right? Or are nope. you? No. Well, anyways, Mickey and the Beanstalk is a is just a retelling of the classic Mickey and the Bean uh, or sorry, Jack and the Beanstalk <laughs> tale. Tail. I'm familiar with that. Tail, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think I watched it in class sometime, but it was a different version. This version this version is really weird. By the way, Fun and Fancy Free is a, another it's another anthology film that consists of the short bongo and the other f- short mickey mouse mickey and the beanstalk was so more like a double feature so, yeah but yeah but both of them are only four, 30 to 40 minutes long um so going into this i i expected that mickey and the beanstalk would be you know, my favorite because it sort of seemed like a fun easy ride and it would be entertaining but um mickey and the beanstalk sort of bored me it was good and entertaining but it didn't really have anything of interest uh, it also it was really weird because it was like narrated by this family of a, a father a daughter and two puppets uh, like um, like not felt puppets but like sort of uh, I guess what are those things called with the, the ventrilo- ventriloquist Mary-nots. dummies no yeah a, a ventriloquist dummy two ventriloquist dummies but not being ventriloquized I don't know um, anyways like Pinocchio I don't know just like a ventriloquist dummy, but not being not with a person with his hand up there, just like slappy from the Goosebumps series. Yes, like slappy from the Goosebumps <laughs> series. I uh, haven't seen it, but I know who you're talking about. Um, so yeah, it, it was just it was weird. It was weird how they included that. Uh, I don't know why they did that for a fun Disney animated film. The whole film is sort of um, he, uh, Jimmy Cricket takes you through the journey through these two different films and uh he's certainly entertaining obviously from Pinocchio he's uh, a chilled back laid back guy and the whole message of the movie is to be fun and fancy free free of not not trying to be fancy um that's uh Jimmy Cricket's mentality but that message doesn't really um, i guess it i guess it does apply to the stories but it's not like a huge theme but the the film that stood out to me which i give three and a half stars was called bongo which is about a bear and it's another one of these bongo. very go it's another one of these very visual visual shorts it's it's well it's well done in terms of the visuals and that's what i love about a lot of these shorts is just the visuals um that's what i love about fantasia so yeah i, I recommend watching bongo over Mickey and the Beanstalk, which is surprising, because no one's even heard of Bongo, probably. Uh, if you were to ask someone off the street. I haven't heard of Bongo. <laughs> See? <laughs> Case and point. And then, that's all for the 26th. What did you watch? anything? Did didn't it? watch anything on the 27th. Neither did I. Wow. I spent that whole day okay, doing... Then. S- no, doing hist- no, doing English, doing English work, yes. You definitely did procrastinate on your English work all day. Well, I spent that whole day procrastinating doing my English work. Uh, so, yeah. you, you need a whole day to procrastinate, right? You do. Anyways, uh, yeah, so that's the 27th. Now for the 28th. 28th. I watched yeah. three movies today. I watched three movies today, too. Wow. And both and the, one of those three movies for both of us is a recommendation. Yep. Which, according to our system, shouldn't be possible, but... Uh, you somehow managed to find your way around that, right, Kevin? Right, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. Right, Kevin? Eh, yeah. Yeah, buddy? That's right, buddy. Yeah. The first film... Gentle, friendly tap. <laughs> right, buddy? Okay. Yeah. Okay, you're being silly. You're being silly. Right, Kevin? The first movie I watched today, I watched it this morning, as soon as I put on my jammies. <laughs> I watched Hot Fuzz, the second in the Koneo trilogy. My personal Uh, favorite? My personal favorite now, too. Oh, my gosh. Not only of just the cornetto, but Edgar Wright's entire filmography. I absolutely love this movie. Um, It's definitely Edgar Wright's best film. It's super hilarious. Uh, Edgar Wright is is probably... I mean, not Edgar Wright. Simon Pegg is is my favorite character out of the trilogy in this one, too. Just everything about this was amazing. The plot was uh, just super entertaining. I loved it. The twists and turns the yeah yeah just overall plus the hound from Game you of know, thrones is in it and he he's the guy that says yarp and it was funny yeah the, the thing about this i probably saw this like a year ago usually i can't remember details that well but i can still remember a lot from this film um like even up to the the beginning where he's where he he's in the big city right at the at the start, and then he gets yeah. transferred to the small town, and he and does the, and he like, does the, the cool one second transition. Yeah, <laughs> I love that part. Um, Have the second close of each. One. Yeah, so yeah, I can still remember quite a bit the cultish aspect, um, and it it just su- such a just a just a perfectly made film. It's just well well done all around, and seems it seems just so sure of itself and in, in, in its greatness. And I think that's good about it. So you could talk about The World's End also because, you know, they're part of a, part of a triplet. Okay, sure. Then I watched The World's End immediately after this, uh, my least favorite of the trilogy and of his entire filmography, but in the same, uh, in the same ballpark as Toy Story, the ranking does not mean they're bad. Toy Story mm-hmm. Four is my least favorite, but it's an amazing movie. Um, yeah, so World's End I gave it eight out of ten. Same I gave to Shaun of the Dead. It's just slightly less good. Uh, I I really like this one as well. Uh, Simon Pegg again delivers a very different and great performance, um, and it's it was really good. I liked I liked the plot for this one too. At least the the plot at the beginning, um, where it's just the setup. What are you writing? The setup for. Just them doing the pub crawl and doing all twelve, because uh, it just sounded like a fun plot. And I, I knew going into it, that it probably wouldn't just be that, because that would get kind of stale pretty fast unless you threw something else into it. Of course. And then, you know, they did. I knew go. It was called the. I knew it was called the World's End, and it was apocalyptic. But I literally knew nothing else about it, so I was very surprised when they started fighting blue ink people. And it was. I honestly was not a big, the biggest fan of that whole aspect. It was. It was cool to see it play out, and but it really just made not a lick of sense. I mean, it did. They explained it in detail at the end, but it just... Overall, the idea of it kind of sounded... Just was a little dumb. Um, there's nothing wrong with dumb, but it, it just... It just was just a little silly, but I really liked it regardless. I get... Yeah, I, I share the same thoughts on it. But, um, it is very... Um, it just sort of feels like a bit a bit lesser from the uh, first movie i guess is really what it's about but it's sorry the first two but it still feel it's still it just sort of feels like just feels like it's edgar right but just sort of to a slightly lesser degree of greatness Um, yeah also uh just the cornetto trilogy as a whole i'll talk about that a little Mm -hmm. bit it's a fantastic trilogy uh, watching it very close together enhances it definitely, which is the reason why I'm watching all these in close proximity. Um, yeah, I shouldn't, I certainly didn't watch them in cro- close proximity myself. Yeah. I really, so. I really liked how it wasn't just, it wasn't just that they were all three directed by Edgar Wright and it was Simon Pegg and Nick Frost starring together. Uh, not only was it Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, there was uh, a bunch of familiar faces Filch from Harry Potter is in two of them. Uh, Martin Freeman is in all, all three. Yep. He has more cameos in the first two, and he has a full-on character role in the third one. He was great in, in number three, The World's End. Um, yeah, and I, I loved how, uh, again, there was Cornetto was the, uh, a theme in the trilogy, obviously. It, it, the trilogy also had a theme of... Well, it, it was pretty apocalyptic, uh, kind of, not really apocalyptic. Only the third one is really apocalyptic, a zombie apocalypse. But it actually doesn't. It's not an apocalypse in that movie. They handle it out in a, two days. And number three, number I mean number two, Hot Fuzz is not really apocalypse, but it definitely is a very big threat. Um, yeah, and my my favorite thing about the Cornetto trilogy, overall, which was not even expected. I didn't expect for it to happen at all. But the, the fence hopping. Bit they bring that back in every single one and I yeah. absolutely loved it. Didn't even notice. That. Really? Yeah. It no. was. It was really great to watch because in Shaun of the Dead, he does the. I don't forget. I remember forget the line, but he says, "Yeah," and then he jumps over the fence or he tries to. Mm-hmm. And then the entire fence falls down. Yes, I do yeah. remember that. Hilarious bit, and then they bring it back in number two, where uh Simon Pegg's character in this one is completely different. He's a complete in control badass. So he goes watch this, and he proceeds to do, like, flips over six fences. <laughs> exact same framing, exact same, like, shot and everything, but he, do, he does, like, hops over all six fences and then does a triple backflip on the last one. And he goes, woo! So it's funny. And then in the third one, um, can't remember exactly. I just watched it today. But he does do a fence hop in that one, too. It's not as memorable, but they are in all three, and that's what is the point. I was great. The Cornetto trilogy, the whole... One of the best trailers I've ever seen. Highly recommend it. All three of them are fantastic. Extremely well-made action comedies starring two great actors who work well off of each other. And that's it. (laughs) Awesome, Kevin. You should be a motivational speaker. Okay, I'll talk about the the two films that are not my recommendation. They Call Me Mr. Tibbs and The Package. They Call Me Mr. Tibbs is the sequel to uh, In the Heat of the Night, which I've never talked about, but um, I, I love. I, I've given it four stars. Um, and They Call Me Mr. Tibbs is it's you haven't seen the movie um, the In the Heat of the Night, but In the Heat uh, of the Night is about a detective who gets who is in a very deep South town and who he's like a big homicide detective up where like he lives Green Book? In, in Philadelphia. No, not really. Uh, but he's a big homicide detective in Philadelphia. And, of course, you know, he's not treating, tr- treated any different from um, anyone else up in Philadelphia. But he's just visiting his family down in um, somewhere in the south. And he gets picked up because there was a murder committed. And and they find him yeah. at a train station. They're like, ah, you must have committed it because you're black. And then he says, no, but I'm a cop. And then, you know, they work together and they find the true meaning of... of equality throughout that the fight once sort of yeah yeah sort of except the, the the handcuffs are more um metaphorical if you will mm. uh but they call me mr tibbs relates very little to that film the, the i think the thing that really doesn't the thing that really the reason it doesn't really work is that they call him Mister the in the heat of the night the whole thing the whole reason why it, in the heat of the night works is because of the race relations and because of the detective work, but the the race relations is a, is a big part of it. But with they call me Mr. Tibbs, he's back in Philadelphia, so that that has nothing to do with it. And so it, it just turns out to be a, a basic detective story, and um, mm. it's it's very scattered. It feels like sort of it's going in a million different places. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't feel focused, and nothing sticks out. It's not memorable at all. Uh, and there's yeah, and there's a reason. Uh, why it is, you know, so unknown. I think only, yeah, less than a thousand people have seen it. It has a nine, 2.9. And so, yeah, it's definitely not a good film. I give it one and a half stars. And then finally, a film that um, got one more star than They Call Me Mr. Tibbs. Um, it's a good example of how even a an objectively better film can get a lower score because of, it doesn't lack any... Spirit or heart uh, The package is about A man Or is about a group of friends Who go on a camping trip And one of them Has their penis uh, bit, oh my Bitten off by a snake This is What is this What did you watch this for I watched this for My hundred recommendation list uh, is it, what's, what's it called again the, It's called The Package Who recommended it to you uh, I'd have to check on that Oh but... Never mind Yeah so The Package Yeah the package is, uh, yeah, so they, so the penis gets bitten off by a snake, right? Okay. Uh, and so they call the, they call uh, like a, a hol- helicopter because they're camping. They call a helicopter and then and, and the guy with the with the penis that's been bitten off gets taken to the hospital okay. and they give him a cooler and they say, here's the, his penis so you can attach it, right? Uh, but later they, they say, oh, phew, whew, that was a, that was a close one, but you know. He has plenty of time. His penis will be fine. Penises can last for up to 12 hours. So they say, it's fine. And then they say, okay, right, let's go. Hey, you want a beer? And they open up the cooler. And they find they got the wrong cooler. And the, the cooler they gave was full of beers. Oh, And no. they have still have the penis. So they have to go on a big journey to get the penis back to the, the guy who got it chopped off. So obviously it's kind of a silly premise. Um, so... Yeah, it, it's not. I I think I laughed one time, um, and that's bound to happen, even if it's a really bad uh, comedy. Uh, at least one time is is means it's in in some way making an effort at being funny. Uh, it's obviously you know sort of going going for the whole. It's it's about a, it's about it's a movie about getting a penis back to someone, um, and it leans into that. But it 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 ends up just being sort of a uh, sort of silly and. And over the top... I've seen not, this not. on Netflix, actually. Yeah, it is on Netflix. I've seen that ad for this. Um, and I said, that looks really dumb. It is really dumb. So mm-hmm. I give it two stars. Uh, I, I can't... I, I, I couldn't say there's any way that this film could be better. It's the sort of same thing with the Mean Girls, right? What I was talking about earlier, where it's the best film. If I, was rating this star, if I was rating this movie on how good it could be, I would give it five stars. Because there's no way to make this premise like a five-star film. But it's 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 uh, doing the best it can within what it is. So I'd say I'd say it's I mean it, it works for what it's trying to do, but it's it's still not a good movie. So I give it two stars, which is a poor in my book. Mm. So that's that. And then you watched well, yes, I, my recommendation, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yes, I watched last week's Finally, movie since I didn't watch it last week. I watched The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari or Das cabinet des dr caligari in german that was not how a german person would say it but whatever yeah the t- the cabinet of dr caligari old german film 1920 mm-hmm. it was great i liked it a lot uh, i got to say the probably my favorite part would be the production design it was very course, unique yes. very very awesome tim burton-esque one might say mm, very very yes very interesting uh yeah if you if you've seen the movie then you know just how cool the backgrounds and set design it really is mm-hmm. everything looks very topsy-turvy twisty yeah. like it's a like it's a very whimsical environment they're living in and it, it's part of the it's part of the um so-called 1920s german expressionist movement which is sort of this Involves like a lot. Of, I've only seen a couple of films, so I, I'm not acting like I'm an expert. But I've only um, it's very imaginative. Sim- similar, yes. It's 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 not meant to be taken like it's a real movie. It's meant to be taken like it's sort of a, a, a fever dream. And it's it's um the great example is also in Metropolis. Yes. Um the the crazy perfectly synchronized like, um h- human beings functioning as a machine. That's not like it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be actually what it is. it's supposed to be more of like representative of of more of an of an idea. so yeah i i lo- I love that aspect and i if you see my letterbox, obviously, I originally gave this two stars, and that was just simply because at the time I just didn't have a a, a deep enough a, like understanding or appreciation of 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 film, I guess. and um I just sort of had this sort of mindset of like, oh, it's stupid because it's just it's just um. There's no reason for why these these sets are the way they are. It just doesn't make any sense. But the thing I slowly started understanding is that having a certain set put a certain way, having certain makeup, it can it can convey um, not just a visual image but also emotions through just the visuals. And I think that's what I didn't understand, but I I finally understand that. And I think that's definitely been a great thing. The same thing happened with me for for Fantasia. Mm. But, anyways, yeah, I love the character Dr. Caligari. Uh, it's uh, it's very moody, and um, yeah. not necessarily it doesn't scare me because you know we're all de- we're all desensitized. All. But it is it is creepy. The Insomniac definitely is a creepy mm-hmm. looking. Creature, yeah, especially when he tries to kill um, the one girl. And it's short, and it's it's interesting. Of course, it's 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 known as being sort of slow, but it is it, it is pretty interesting it throughout. Slow. it. Yeah, my least favorite part. I actually didn't like the ending. I wasn't a fan of it. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like I liked it. It was cool, but just in the sense of the movie, it there was no like hints toward it at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like rewatching it. Well, it would be the fact that the whole thing is very dreamlike is definitely a hint. Well, uh, yeah, rewatching it, I feel like it wouldn't add anything to the film knowing the ending, which is a problem, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it does. But oh. I think I think it does because I have rewatched it. Okay. But, anyways, so uh, yeah, yeah, that was really my only problem with it. Overall, the movie was really great. I liked it a lot. So anything? Okay. So that's all. And then finally, the film you recommended to me. Yes. I really don't remember much about it. I just watched it last it's year. It's called. And I liked it a lot. It's called Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. And came out in 2017. Columbus. It stars the girl from Six Feet Apart. Yes, Haley Lou Richardson, which I will admit. Half the reason I watched it, it was because I looked at the bio and I said, wow, she's really cute. So I watched it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get... have a crush on Haley Richardson. Uh, that's not, that's my celebrity crush. Yeah. Shout out Luke. By the way, Luke did send an email in response to our, uh, prompt, Another one, our last week's prompt. You might, you might remember last week's prompt. Uh, do you know who Humphrey Bogart is? <laughs> uh, Luke sent in an email. We'll get to that later in the email section okay. section. Uh, but yeah, so Columbus is uh, the thing. The thing I'd say I like most about it is the the way it's shot. Every sh- there's not a single shot. No, in, there's not a single shot in this movie that is that zooms or pans or everything is a lot completely locked off. Everything is meticulously planned out. Um, so it looks beautiful cinematography. Yeah. it looks Gorgeous. really good. Lots of greens, which yep. is probably maybe my favorite color. So very green feeling mm-hmm. it's it's a very peaceful film in general yeah, yeah it feels yes. feels sort of relaxing feels like you just got out of a meditation watch after you watch the whole thing yeah uh, it's really really good so very quiet i think i would give it uh i'm kind of i'm kind of in between three and three and a half i'm kind of undecided yeah. but um you really don't like my recommendation huh i do i do like the movie i think it's i think it's at the very least a good film the the main thing i i have a problem with is it just sort of feels insignificant. It doesn't feel like it accomplishes anything. I think that's the whole point of the movie, isn't that what? I honestly can't remember, but isn't that what like the whole kind of the theme of the movie? That it's insignificant.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I it just felt
0: oh, that, I, that could be completely made up. I haven't watched the movie. It just felt like before. it didn't. It, it was it was pretty to look at, but it didn't feel like it it, it, it did a lot in terms of like making me you know, recontextualize anything i thought of it i just sort of felt like some something to look at that was interesting and, and engaging but other than that didn't go i guess it, it did have another thing i liked about it is the, is the dialogue was was very naturalistic yeah. and, and well very done nice. i like the part where they're, they're they're on the opposite sides of the fence and they slowly mm-hmm. walk to the end it's yeah a, isn't it all one take all yeah well. i very well done. Uh, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of one take sort of things and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel it's not the of course as i said the camera doesn't move so it doesn't feel like the showy one take it it feels more like the naturalistic we're just doing this because it feels right one take which Mm -hmm. i definitely enjoy uh not one take but long take obviously um so yeah i i i I like it. A, I like it a lot, but I I wouldn't say it's it's um, groundbreaking. And I think that's a generally shared consensus. There's not a lot of five stars in this film. There's not a lot of four and a half stars. There. I there's give a, it a four and a half. There's a lot of four stars though. That's the highest rating. And I think I can see that. It's it's sort of it's a it's a well constructed film. It's well made. The dialogue's good. Everything's good, but it just doesn't feel like it doesn't go the it doesn't go the step up and beyond and really like shatter shatter the world or anything. I guess. Mm. So that's that film. And now what's <gasps> the recommendation? For your recommendation this week, this is a film that look it up and edit right now. That has popped up this. several times over the past over the course of the past two months in my own life. Actually not my life, but Luke just watched it recently. Uh, and I watched it at STN. Oh, I think I know what this is. The film be. is called Clue. Yeah. The film Clue. I love the film Clue. I watched it at STN. Shout out to Sophie Darling, uh, who brought her projector, and uh, we watched yeah. it. It was a great time. We all laughed. We all had a great time. I it's a. Uh, it's it's not a. It's not a, it's not a. Of course, it's not a. Um, uh, an emotional, emotionally interesting film. But murder mysteries are. Just it's, great. A, it's a. Yeah, it's Yeah. Like my exactly. favorite genre. I love not it. Really. Very fun. I love Clue, and I think it's, it the, it, it's got the best opening... It's got the best closing... One of the best closing lines in terms of comedy that I've seen. Well, ever. I look forward to watching it. It sounds good. It is good. It stars a, It stars a... I always forget his name, the guy from Home Alone 2. You know. Marv? No. Harry? No. Donald Trump? No. T- Tim Curry? Yes, Tim Curry. anyway. guy who looks like a cat. Anyways, uh... Yeah, so you should watch Clue. And now for everyone's favorite segment. Again, uh, we have a segment every week here where we go through our email. Yes. Our uh, piles and piles and stacks of emails. Stacks and stacks. It's, it's hard to sort through. Are, we can't get through all of them. But uh, we always welcome more. So if you or a loved one wants to write into this podcast, we will read it. We promise you. We'll read you it. You can write no what most bolder. Most inoffensive Rude stuff to us, good, Dig oh. deep at our own, yeah. Really go beyond, really go beyond the Make us cry. the surface and level stuff. Really go deep into our, our psyche. Uh, don't hold back. Um, of course, that's just one of your options. You could, of course, just have a like a, a You you just tell opinion. us your favorite movie, or yeah, you know, tell me you know to So, like, psychologically manipulate, or tell us you enjoyed it, chapter two, one of the two, anyways. That's uh, funny. An email from uh, Goran Thompson, uh, really? a friend of mine. Goran Thompson. I never even heard of him. <laughs> Gor- Goran Thompson. He's not my friend. Shout out to you though, Goran Thompson. Shout out to you, Gordon Thompson. Goran Thompson emailed. Subject line: Humphrey Bogart. I have no idea who he is now. Mm. Goran Thompson. I just like to briefly just sort of just dig a little deeper here, because you know. I don't want to, you know, be presumptuous here, but I have a theory, and, uh, you know, don't take offense to this, but my theory is that uh, that's actually just a blatant lie and that you actually do know who Humphrey Bogart is because if we look at your films here, if I were to look uh, at what films you've seen and go to sort of your your ninth page, your uh, your ninth page here, uh, look here on your eighth page, actually, let's see if you've seen any Humphrey Bogart films. But it doesn't necessarily mean, no, he means who no suit. Who. You have seen... It doesn't necessarily mean he knows who he is. You have seen the Maltese Falcon and Casablanca. And by that very nature, I believe you do in fact know who he he is. is. I'm pretty sure... Pino to Humphrey Bogart is. No. And in fact, I'd like to point, Kevin, to a, a, a website. I, if you if you excuse me, uh, I'm going to turn my head and not going to be talking for a se- couple of seconds because i got to pull up a website. After I watched The <laughs> Anatomy of a Murder, I didn't know who James Stewart was for months after for, that. For your viewing pleasure. I'm for just, months and I'm, months I'm, afterwards. i got to pull up a website for a second here, and we might, we might cut this out. Sorry about how the audio is right now, but I'm just going to pull out a website. I'm just going to look up most popular actors here. If I were to look at a list here, the uh, 50 most popular actors of all time here. Let's see. Uh, oh, no, this one. IMDb. Let's just pull this up here. And obviously, Brad Pitt, Michael Caine, Matt Damon. Hold on. This is a bad list. Let me get a different It's not list. a bad list. No, that's, you're, you're being biased. 50 most popular films of all time. There was a list I saw. It was really IMDb. good. That's not the one I wanted. It's... The, this one, no. This one, no. I had a list here. It was really good. Let me just pull it up here. Am I might Actually, it might be... Uh, there it is, right here. Top 1,000 actors and actresses, IMDb. This is the list I was looking at. And uh, this one here. Least, so, here here so. we are. Fit number five, Humphrey Bogart. See that right there? Top 100 actors, not most popular. Yeah. That's saying best. Yeah. What's your point? That doesn't mean anything about how he would know who he is. Well, he is the fifth highest rated here, Just below Robert De Niro, Jack Nicholson, Marlon Brando, yeah, three of the Denzel best, Washington. Best actors of all time. Five of the best although I haven't seen Denzel Washington in anything, I don't think, but Five of the best actors, Humphrey Bogart being the fifth one. You so. see, but you see, the other list was most popular. So you've just proven yourself to be an idiot. Well, this one is top, This one is more... It says top 1,000 yeah. yeah. actors and actresses. Not most popular, just 1,000. Well, I've, I think I'm right, though. So, you, Scroll down. Scroll down. Where are you doing it? Mm-hmm. There you go. Shah Rukh Khan. Have you ever heard of Shahrukh Khan? Yeah, of course. No, you haven't, because it's probably top thirteen best overall time. I could tell you he's not the most popular, because I've never heard of him. Well, I've heard of. I and heard neither is Humphrey him. Bogart, because that's not what the list is. I've heard of just, every. Just I, go to the next email. I've heard of everyone except for Shahrukh Khan. Email. Okay, we're gonna go to the next email here. This is from nobody. That has concluded our segment on oh, emails. We are going from Luke. Yeah, Luke is Gordon Thompson. Oh. Then why would you even say that? You tricked me this whole time. Luke knows. Right, Luke? Wink. Anyways, okay. if you nice. are a friend... Yeah, a whole trip. If you are a friend would like to uh, send an email, it's, it's uh, ourweekinfilm at gmail.com. Again, yes. we are desperate. It's ourweekinfilm at gmail.com. Thank you, Luke, for feeling our entertainment podcast. Yeah, next week I hope you can write in uh, saying... Uh, Zach's cooler than Kevin. Zach, Zach's better than Kevin because he watches more movies than him. Something like that. Uh, we can talk about that. Anyways, uh, so that's that segment. And I think that's all of our segments, actually. I feel actually. like, I, 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 just, I just realized this. I feel like we should at least, not a, not a YouTube or Instagram or anything, if you don't want to, but at least plug our Letterboxd. Because we sure. use it and reference it so much. And I I don't think anyone here is not Luke. But if there was someone that doesn't know us, we should recommend it. I mean, uh, say our uh, username so that people can find us. Sure. Mine is KVNRLY, all lowercase, no space. Or you should look up Kevin Kubrick. That's awesome. And mine, I don't know what mine is. I'm going to level with you here, Kevin. I, I have no is idea. You no, I think it's Zachary Aaron. Yeah, it's Zachary Aaron. <sighs> Mine is Zachary Aaron, if you want to look that up, or just Zach Zachary. Riley. Uh, All right. So, anyways, this has been our podcast. I hope you enjoy. I, I I know that the audio has been out of sync, and I have looked. I've looked into it, and I hopefully this episode is not going to be it out, out of, of sync, sync in the last one. Yes, and know. there's an issue that's apparently it's very uh, common that happens a lot uh, that sort of leads to it um it's not just a problem with us it's, it's a problem with just how <laughs> systems work it's called audio drift but hopefully i i, f- I figured out the certain tool i have to use to fix it so if i if that works then hopefully this audio will be perfect and you'll all love me except for the terrible sounds um besides that i guess that's all you have i have to say I have anything to say to the folks at home Uh keep your friends close. That's my thing. I have to. Your enemies closer. No. Peace out, No. No I don't, just And as we always say, keep Keep your your friends friends close. close and your enemies closer.